0: This is Brunch with the Hollowells, and here's a quote from Rob.
1: Hail to the guardians of the watchtowers of the South, the powers of fire and feeling. Hear us.
0: It's the crafty.
1: Yes, it is the craft, but which witch said
0: this? Say it one more time.
1: Oh, see? Yeah, I knew it wouldn't be that easy. Hail to the guardian of the watchtowers of the south. The, south. the powers of fire
0: and feeling. Fire. Hear Sarah. us. That is Nev Campbell.
1: Who plays. Who plays.
0: <laughs> what was her name? Sarah. I don't know her name.
1: Ha! You got it wrong. No, I'm kidding. No, you <laughs> pretty much got it. It's Bonnie. Bonnie. Bonnie, played by Nev Campbell.
0: I always forget who was Bonnie. I always confuse her. Okay, with with Rachel.
1: Raquel. Raquel. (laughs) (laughs) Raquel. Um. Wait, is no? It's not Raquel. It's Rochelle. Rochelle. It's Rochelle. Yeah, I almost (laughs) messed. You almost got me messed up. (laughs) Now, how did you deduce it was Nevie? Because she has the fire scars. Okay, now see, that was my thing too, but does everyone else get assigned to their so-called or she just ended up with it?
0: I think she just ended up
1: with it. Okay, but it's a nice way to like pair and you remember.
0: Okay, well, and Rochelle is on the swim team. Isn't hers water? Oh, I don't know. That'd be a good thing to look up. Huh. 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 I wonder. That's
1: interesting. I love that. Okay, well, welcome to Brunch with the Hollowells. I decided to um quote the craft today because we have some witchy news that involves the craft. So it turns out that the charmed movie that is supposed to come up soon has finally cast its four leads. We have Kaylee Spaney. From Bad Times at El Royale. We have Gideon Adian from Blockers. We have Zoe Luna from Pose and Lovey Simone from Sayla and the Spades. So these are um, movies or shows that these stars have been in. Uh, They will star in the film about a group of high school students who form a coven of witches. It will be directed by Zoe Lister-Jones. He will write and direct the reboot, which is being financed by Blumhouse and Columbia. So they are using the word reboot, which goes against the earlier rumors that this is a sequel slash reboot. So even though it will revolve um, under new sisters or not sisters, but women playing witches, that it would be a direct sequel from the first. So there's no word of that in here. So it's still, I guess, up in the air. Or do you think they'll just start over?
0: I don't know. I've I have a feeling because lately, like they called Terminator a reboot, but then Sarah Connor's in it. So, so, you know what that, so the way
1: I look at Terminator is what they are doing now, which is a trend since they can't, well, Terminator can go back in time, but (laughs) since time travel isn't really like the huge basis of it, um, they're rebooting it like Halloween. Mm -hmm. So like the still core storyline exists. They're just starting over again, forgetting the sequels.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying.
1: Yeah, so I think that this new Terminator movie is a direct sequel from Part 2. Okay. Um, That's a theory. I don't know if that's true, but I I wonder if that's what this is going to be. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I could see it being... Technically reboot because we're focusing on new girls, but them tying it into the original actresses. Yeah.
1: Well, hopefully they do that. I mean, for me, it's, it's really just based on the fact if they're going to have any of the original women in it and who will they play new people or will they play the parts that they were in the first one? So, um, I'm very excited and they did, um, live up to their first rumor that I was hoping would be true, which is they did cast the lead, um, uh, with a trans woman actress. Yay! Uh, Zoe Luna. Now, will she play a trans uh, character in the movie? We don't know. Because uh, these trans actresses can play, you know, women as their uh, primary gender in any movie that they want. So, we'll see if they acknowledge that in the movie. But uh, what do you think? Are you excited? Do you Would you have preferred, like... More stars that you know because I know you don't recognize any of them.
0: Um, I've seen Blockers and I've seen Pose. So I'm sure you have, two. but you don't do you really recognize those? Yeah, two? well, um, no, not the Pose Girl. Okay, so but I, don't I recognize the one from Blockers. Okay, don't tell me what I recognize. Well, what do you think? Do I'm you excited? like I think, um, from what I've seen of her, she was a good actress. Um, do I think the craft needs to be remade? I don't know. I'm open to a remake, but I don't know if it's time yet. Like, that was such a good movie, and those actresses really, like, invoked those roles. Yes, they did. Um, I am very
1: skeptical because I don't know what type of messaging we're going to get. Um, is it going to be cyberbullying? I mean, and I'm not downplaying cyberbullying, but, I mean, I guess my point is, is that make it your own. Don't... Do the exact same thing. Don't have one of them have scars. Don't have the other one, you know, deal with racism. Like, think of something else Mm -hmm. that these women go through as far as getting back with whoever. Like, if I see a love spell and some skeet old rich kid, like, you know, goes crazy, then I'm going to go, I'm going to be pissed. I don't want to see the same story. So, what I want is the magic and the sort of tone or maybe just a feel of what the first crap did. For this one without having the same storylines. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So uh, once again, I am Rob. For anyone who is new to our show, I am the Charm Fanatic showing Sean the show Charmed for the very first time. For the very first time. (laughs) We may have um, some listeners here who have also never seen the show. If that is the case, welcome. Thanks for going on this journey with us. I am just using this show as an excuse to watch the show again. Now I have purpose, <laughs> and I don't look like
0: a maniac watching this for the 10th time. <laughs> so there was a new girl at Anthony's work, and I guess she's watching Charmed, the original show like we are, and this other guy's like, who watches Charmed in this day and age? It's a 90s show. Is she also watching Buffy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Who said this? One of his coworkers. What the deuce? How old is this guy? Right? And he's never watched anything beyond what 2000... Who is this person? We need more information. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Does he watch Buffy too?
0: Oh, and another update too you'll be happy about. Erica is quitting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't
1: wish anything bad upon her. It would have been better if you said she got fired, but. <laughs> <laughs> so quitting is bad, but getting fired is good. Uh, well, all I'm saying is is that I don't I don't know I'm not I'm not that happy. I don't I don't want her to lose her job, but if I am gonna get excited about something, I'd rather her be fired than quit. <laughs> Wow, that's all I'm saying. She's still an evil bitch, and I'm pissed at her. But th- but she won't be around to spoil anything yeah, else from you. For those so- of you
0: who may not remember, Erica's the one who told me something major, even though I sat there being like, "Don't tell me, I haven't watched it, I haven't watched it." And She's like, "No, this," and I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> Honestly, though, folks, he he pretty much
1: knows what like if the biggest twist of the entire show, in my opinion, like I so mad that he knows this but hopefully him visually seeing it play out will still entertain
0: him you know by the time we get to it i might have
1: forgotten use a damn lie you probably wrote it down it's on like a calendar you probably wake up to it as an inspirational i quote.
0: calculated what episode we would be on and when so that way it pops up in my calendar yeah <laughs>
1: Jackass. well we have quite a bit of time before we get to that so let's get to our episode we are doing season three Episode eight, sleuthing with the enemy. Sean, do you remember what you said this episode was about?
0: I thought that Cole was gonna turn to the sisters for help and try to lead them to discovering more about the demons. Okay, okay. So I was wrong. (laughs) But I was close. Very close, yes, very
1: (laughs) close. And if you remember, folks, he said he was like kind of bummed out he had to wait a week to watch this next episode. Guess what us original charmies had to do when this aired? We had to wait a full month. <gasps> this originally aired December 14th, 2000, a month later. <laughs> uh, it took a break. And so uh, it was written by Peter Hume, or Hume excuse me. directed by Noel uh, Nozek, and guest starring Scott McDonald as Krell with Keith Diamond as Reese Davidson. This episode scored 5.7 million viewers. Prue and Piper prepare the vanquishing potion needed to destroy Belthazor. It's a heavy-duty one calling for several ingredients. Meanwhile, Phoebe, who hasn't heard from Cole since Belthazor's last attack, which is about a week ago, worries where he is. The sisters try to bless the potion. Okay, we got to bless the potion.
0: Okay. Spirits Spirits of air, forest, and sea, set set us of this demon free. Beasts of hoof and beasts of shell drive this evil back Back to to hell. (laughs) I want to steal the show at the end. Fair
1: enough. But the spell doesn't work because they forgot to add the critical ingredient, the piece of Belthazor flesh. Uh, Piper adds the flesh to
0: the pot and the potion explodes, knocking her across the room. Balthazar hides in a cemetery from the demonic bounty hunter Krell, who is after him because he has killed the triad. Balthazar is still bleeding from when Piper gashed off his flesh. Krell finds some of Balthazar's blood and tracks him to a mausoleum. That looks very familiar. (laughs) Krell throws lightning at Balthazar, but Balthazar dives out of the way and throws an energy ball at Krell. The energy ball knocks a column onto Krell, giving Beltstar time to escape. With some difficulty, he turns into coal and joins a nearby funeral, hitching a ride with the Mourner and eluding Krell. Hey, can I bum a ride? Are you going to the wake? Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is how trusting white folks are (laughs) they can do whatever the hell they want they will not be suspicious let some other color ask her and she'll be like who the fuck are you you don't know the deceased sure why not but honestly i would say the funeral is probably the easiest way to mix in with a crowd because when you show up at a funeral most likely you're not going to know every single person that knew who died Mm -hmm. and you're going to be encountering with a lot of strangers they are going to be in your home. I, You know, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if there was, like, a person out there who, like, goes through obituaries and, like, kicks it at these funerals, goes to the,
0: like, the wake, and starts stealing shit. There's a movie about that. It's called The Funeral Crashers. Is it really? No. I was about to say, uh. really? <laughs> Copyright, we got to write it before right?
1: somebody else does. But, no, you can get free food. You can, like, you know, hit on women all the time. Or men, I, you know, women can be criminals too. You know, equality,
0: and you it know, it could be a man hitting on a man too, Rob. Oh yeah, that. Or a woman hitting on a woman. Yeah, no, for sure. How can we not including trans? For sure. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, like you
1: can get away with a whole bunch of stuff since it's that easy to just you know hitch a ride with someone.
0: Would you give somebody a ride at a funeral? Absolutely not. Well, first off, you need a car, but... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's why it's so easy for me to say no. But yeah, no, I'd be like, no, motherfucker,
1: I don't know you. Get in your own damn car. How'd you get here? Yeah. Go back the same way. <laughs> Como se dice Uber? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, Um. and Cole, all very wounded and damaged, was looking very Victor Doom today. Yeah, he was. When he was, like, starting to turn. Yep. Yeah, he wasn't as clean shaven as he was before. And Victor Doom, everyone, Fantastic Four, villain,
0: Doctor awesome. Doom. Is it, is it, but it's Victor, right? His name is Victor Von Doom, but Von Doom. he goes by Doctor Doom. Von Doom. Yeah. He's one of the Vons. <laughs> <laughs> and he got his PhD. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> he got mad because they wrote him out of the Von uh, fortune. <laughs> Jesus. Von Doom.
0: <laughs> okay, let's move on. Are we going to talk about how much this was Buffy? Like, oh yeah, it was so Buffy. It is
1: a very Buffy vibish thing. Yes, for sure. The mausoleum and everything kind of worked in. They did mention Buffy, so <clears throat> there's a little bit of shared universe in this show. You know, um, they you, did. Did I miss it? Do you remember when uh, it was? It was during first season, and they went to go take care of the Alcatraz ghost. Mm-hmm. So they went to his, like, place in the mausoleum, and they threw acid on him to, like, burn him. And then as they were creeping around, they were like, well, where's Buffy when you need her? Oh. It was one little quick thing. <laughs> so, kind of, you know, they're both in California. It, it could be very shared. Where exactly was Sunnydale? Was that, like, close to Beverly Hills, or was it, like, yeah, cause, Pasadena um, and some no, shit? No, no, no.
0: It was, like, I think about an hour away from L.A., because she would make little trips to see Angel. Yeah. Okay. Well, San Francisco is six hours away, so
1: they're not in the same city. No, Angel is si- in L.A. No, I'm talking about Charmed. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. Charmed yeah. is six hours away, but you know, yeah, yeah it was pretty quick for him, to, you know, her to go to L.A. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. So a little bit of shared, and but yes, the the cemetery looked very familiar. Mm-hmm. If there were ways for me to look it up, I totally would. I just couldn't find anything. If it was the same, but you know, yeah. So Phoebe plans to go to Cole's office after class and Prue thinks that Phoebe has forgotten about Bethazor and in any event thinks Phoebe is only setting herself up to be hurt. Uh, Do you feel obligated as a sister to or not a sister, but, you know, as a family member to like be so blunt and honest with Phoebe in this situation? Like, do you think Prue's being like insensitive or, you know, like she said, I need to be honest with you because
0: we can't be holding secrets to each other anymore. I'm more like Prue, Like, I, I let it run its course, but if it starts looking, like, dangerous or, like, it's hurting somebody, then I just tell them flat out, like, look, here's the signs. Here's the info. Do what you want with it. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So Phoebe borrows Prue's car yesterday and tried to find Cole at his apartment. And all she got uh, for her troubles was a parking ticket. (laughs) So Prue has written a spell to summon Balthazar so they can vanquish him. It doesn't require the power of three. And so Piper gives Phoebe a bottle of the vanquishing potion uh, just in case Balthazar attacks her while she's out. Meanwhile, Cole hides in an alley and tries to use his shirt to staunch the blood. His human form is very weak to even rip a rag off of his shirt. So he turns into Balthazar and rips the shirt in half. And he abandons his coat where a homeless man comes by and finds it as he runs off. So Phoebe is very, very concerned about Cole, his whereabouts. He's been gone for a week, no contact. Um, that was in the 90s. Today it's called ghosting. And it happens so frequently. Would you even worry about where said person is? Do you even think, like, could he be dead? Did something happen to him? Why isn't he, you know, contacting me? You know, what do you think about some person just
0: disappearing? Is it easy to just be like, eh, he's just gone? No, in this case, I would worry even today because he does work as a lawyer. Like, I think my imagination would go crazy. Okay, and especially because I feel like I didn't do anything wrong in Phoebe's place, you know what I mean. So if there was a fight or something, and he's not getting back to me, okay, that's a little more understandable. But there's no lead up to him not talking to her. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would be a little worried too. Uh, I I don't know if I would. I mean, I don't know if I would be as as you know as obsessed with it as. Phoebe is because she's like stalking him at the apartment and just like banging on the door, demanding on him to answer, you know, just a little stuff like that. I mean, I would call mm. <laughs> I'd maybe drop by his work. Maybe, maybe. But um that's a big no, no, too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, especially in the gay community, because if said person isn't out at work, you do not visit your man at work at all. <laughs> you just don't. So the rules are a little different for us. But I don't I don't know. It it really depends. Um, I would hope that I wouldn't think about the worst, but I would be concerned.
0: Yeah, I always go to the worst. Mm -hmm. As Phoebe goes to class, Prue and Piper duck behind an overturned table and chant the summoning spell. Are you ready?
1: Oh, yeah. We got to read the summoning spell. Okay. Okay.
0: magic Magic forces black and white reaching out through
1: space and light be he far or be he near bring Bring us us the the demon Demon belthazor here here.
0: like the way we both said (laughs) belthazor like with that flare (laughs) (laughs) um they end up summoning krell instead krell tries to blast prune piper and he only manages to blow a hole in the table Prue sends Krell flying, but Piper freezes him in midair before he hits the grandfather clock.
1: It's sort of a run on joke. The yeah. clock always gets it. <laughs> and then for some reason, there's some magical man out there who's able to fix it and make it look the way it does. Right. Unless they just replace it. And I don't it's know. It's a new clock every time. But yeah,
0: they. Yeah, they. Yeah, it's, it's a joke. So, um, you're continuing being an asshole, because why does it have to be a man who fixes the clock? Why can't be a woman? Why can't be a trans person? You
1: find me a receipt with a <laughs> a, a, a woman clockmaker, and I will let it go. I'm going to find one. Yes, please do. There's even a fucking... Isn't there a Batman villain that is a clockmaker or a clock person? Yeah, he was
0: made he, for the cartoon. He, Okay, that's one. Whatever.
1: I can keep going. There was a video game called Heavy Rain where there was a clockmaker and I'm was trying to read.
0: I'm trying yeah, to read. Yeah. Don't don't <laughs> don't start and can't finish now. Piper thinks they have the wrong demon. As far as they know, Balthazar normally doesn't have a human thing. Piper should unfreeze only Krell's head so they can grill him. Piper hasn't tried this before, but to her surprise it works. Prue demands to know who he is, but Krell threatens to kill Prue and Piper unless they unfreeze him. Piper obliges, and Krell flies into the grandfather clock, smashing it. Prue kicks him in his back and demands answers from Krell. Krell explains that he, too, is after Balthazar. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> they are having way too much fun.
1: She actually did it and she just, just waves her hand. She's like, this is new. I like this. She loves it. But yeah, this they could die at any moment. There's a demon in their house. I just love the fact how they're just they there's still room for comedy. Right. <laughs> I love it. Um oh, yeah, what do you think of the effect of his head being unfrozen but his body in midair? That was pretty cool looking, actually. They did a good job with that. Okay. You didn't like it? (laughs) No, I did. I mean, it's obvious where the head is because it's kind of hard to angle the head where the body should be, you know, horizontal like that. It still looked like his head was vertical on top of his body, but I still think it looked fine. Yeah. So Phoebe goes to Cole's office and finds Reese Davidson, an investigator with the DA's office. In his chair, Reese informs her that he's also looking for Cole. When Phoebe mentions that Cole was working on a big case, Reese tells her Cole hasn't worked on any cases during his stay at the DA's office. Now that's clue number one. She got three. She got but three <laughs> to get the hint and figure this out. She gets that's her first one. After being grilled on Cole's whereabouts, which I thought was rude. He treated her like a freaking hussy. Like, who are you? You his girl?
0: Right. I hated that term.
1: Yeah. I didn't like it either, but she couldn't wait to say that he was, <laughs> that she yeah. was his girl though. But the way he was grilling her, like, I, don't, I guess as a DA or a cop or whatever, like you have to like literally trust no one, but like she was enemy number one. The minute he walked in, she walked in there.
0: Um, I'd like to pause you for a second. Lily Von Baer. <laughs> <laughs> well, who is this? Go ahead. She is a famous clock. They call her a clock whisperer because she's restoring an old clock and she does it for a living.
1: Okay. So in Sean words, oh, they just won. Yeah, I know. I
0: had a lot of trouble just <laughs> finding her. Exactly. I actually yeah. found a huge list of clock makers and they were all men. Mm-hmm, exactly. Scoo- ladies, you need to step it up. Just <laughs> <laughs> to go. Fix some clocks, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um,
1: he he really approached her very hostile and and untrustworthy, and you know Phoebe doesn't know anything, but like, thank you for telling me my man's missing, and also like a liar, yeah. But yeah, anyways, so Phoebe leaves for Cole's apartment afterwards, and so Krell explains that he intercepted Prue and Piper's sum- summoning spell. Because he is in power enough to vanquish Belthazor. Even though Belthazor is so weak he can't shimmer, Prue thinks the triad passed the contract on them to Krell. But Krell tells them that the source sent him after Belthazar uh, for killing the Triad. He suggests that they work together to find Belthazor. Piper doesn't like this idea at all. Uh Krell says that they have no choice, and since the only way to uh, Belthazar can save himself is by killing the witches by cutting off their heads. <laughs> and so Piper <laughs> and Prue uh, call for Leo as they tell Krell we'll think about it, and they want answers. So you find out that he's been gone for a week. He's not answering any of your texts, and you know we don't call people anymore, He's not at home, he's not at work, there is a DA looking for him, and he has no cases. What do you do? Do you call Demon? Do you, what, like, how do you process this information?
0: I don't know that I'd go straight to Demon yet. (laughs) Like, oh, he's been lying about not having cases, must be a Demon. (laughs) Yeah, well, anyways, he has, he's a liar. But yeah, he's definitely a liar, like, that's, that's shady.
1: Now, do you continue to look for him, though? Do you give a shit, like... Dude, he's either a criminal or, like, a mob boss, a drug handler. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think at this point, I would still want to know. Okay. Do Do you help the cops, though, or do you want to figure it out first? I would help the cops.
1: Okay. Yeah, I would help the cops too. I was like, I don't know this dude. Yeah. I don't know him
0: anymore. Like- if I trust that he's a good person, then the cop's not going to find anything bad. And if he's a bad person, he's needs to be caught.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I like to give points to Krell, who points out that Leo is a lazy piece of shit, who doesn't do his job because the sisters should definitely know that the triad had been killed or even rumored to be killed. Yeah. Like, no knowledge. That's the last thing you need is for the all-powerful witches to find know from a
0: demon that the triad died they're like running around on the streets like hey guys watch out for the triad everybody's laughing at them (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah okay go ahead at cole's apartment phoebe notices drops of blood on the carpet and enters to find the wounded cole as he refuses to go to a hospital phoebe tries to call for leo who does not answer Phoebe returns to the manor to find Leo promising Cole she'll bring him back to help.
1: So that's clue number two. Yeah. The wound in the same
0: spot. And she saw it. Mm -hmm. She saw
1: it. He won't go back to the hospital. Like, dude, you shady as shit. She
0: still isn't asking questions. (laughs) Nope. Continue. (laughs) You're such a jerk. (laughs) Piper is upset that Leo didn't know the triad was dead, but Leo says he thought it was only a rumor. Piper still doesn't like the idea of working with a demon, but Prue thinks it's the only way to get Balthazar off their backs. Leo sides with Prue, much to Piper's disgust. Prue and Piper try to summon Balthazar again, and Krell intercepts it as before. <laughs> Just as Krell appears, Phoebe kicks him ass. Demon! Demon! <laughs> she loves that. <laughs> Thinking it's an attack, she rushes at Krell and kicks him. Prue and Piper fill Phoebe in. Krell has picked up Balthazar's scent again. He suggests that one of the sisters go to the cemetery. If Balthazar is hiding there, Krell won't be able to track him due to the large amount of evil there. Phoebe offers to go to the cemetery, but as Prue and Piper are leaving, fills in Leo about Cole. Okay, so here's clue number three. He
1: Phoebe mentions the DA showed up at his office, and Cole gets super paranoid. And was like, did you tell him anything? And Phoebe's like, well, I don't know anything. And then he was like, well, who was he? What if he was a d? And I was like, uh, 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 uh. Come on now. <laughs> now, you've been a witch for three years. Anytime somebody says D, come on now, you should know better, right? And you saw her face. She, she knows. But that B, D, E is in effect. It is in effect. And she's hypnotized. She can't get over the D. She can't do it. It's like a sexy
0: pendulum.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's clue number three right there. So Phoebe, come on now. It's time for you to realize this. But you know what? When you're in love, though, it's really hard to just deny some shit. Like, like, how do you take it there? How do you just be like, he's been lying to me this whole time, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. It's horrible. Now, do you work with the demon? Do you work with Crow? Prue's all about it. Piper, again, the smart one. Nobody listens to her, but she's not about it.
0: Yeah, I'm on Piper's side. Like, if the demon's looking for him, don't we, like, want to wonder, like, why? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I would not work with him. I would do just fine on my own, and I'm sure they would have come up with a way. Maybe not as fast, but. I ain't fucking around with this dude. Right. Yeah. It's not my not my thing. Instead of going to the cemetery, Phoebe brings Leo to Cole's apartment and begs him to heal Cole. Now, uh no. I, mm, I don't I really have a huge problem with this. And not because I know what I know, but like she's basically cheating death now. This is not. You can't this is a no-no. You do not do this. Mm-hmm. Um when he does Because, you know, Leo is just such a freaking weak. Oh, I can't believe he agreed to do this. I would not have done this, but I love his rule. He can't heal humans unless evil or demons have attacked them because magic is outside of the natural fate of things and it's not a natural death. So when they get hurt, it's it's God's plan or whatever plan. Right. But when magic is involved, he can heal them. Makes sense. Mm, makes sense. All right, um, but he decides to heal Cole. It goes horribly wrong, and he gets blown backwards from from the resulting blast. And I love how Phoebe barely got up to check on him. He was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get back to my man, though. <laughs> um, Gotta get back to that D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cole is out of immediate danger, and Leo informs Phoebe in private that he only healed part of Cole. Since he can normally heal mortals completely, Leo suspects Cole is at least half demon and might very well be Belthazor himself. Phoebe doesn't want to believe it, and her face she was just like go to hell dude, like don't say this shit to me, but there was a part of her that was like I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah, yeah. she knew.
1: Yeah, she knew. Uh, but Leo points out that Cole's wound is in the exact same place where Piper gashed off some of Belthazor's flesh. And Leo doesn't want to leave Phoebe alone with Cole, but Phoebe isn't worried and she has the potion just in case. So Leo leaves like a dumbass. You do not leave your charge alone with a fucking demon.
0: Yeah, he's bad.
1: He's he's really bad in this episode. I'm finding a lot of mistakes with this. I don't like it at all. He's yeah, he's not. But yeah, the whole cheating death thing, like I get you're in love with him, but to use magic so like easy like that, no. That's not good. That's not good. So yeah, as soon as Leo leaves, she goes back into the apartment <laughs> and he's got his, you know, Hefner robe on and all playing it super confident and just happy and then they're questioning each other and yeah,
0: it it gets real heavy after after that. Krell leads Prue and Piper into the alley. They find the homeless man covered in Cole's coat. Krell thinks he's a human form of Balthazar. Krell snatches Piper's potion and throws it at the man. All freaking dainty leg. like
1: oh, yeah.
0: die, He didn't die. know what to do with it. He was like, do I throw it? What do I do? Yeah. <laughs> he throws it at the man, but nothing happens. Krell grabs the man and starts to torture him with lightning. But Prue knocks Krell's legs out from under him. Buffy style with that spinning kick. Right? Sweet kick. I love it. Such a Buffy sode. <laughs> Prue initially thinks Phoebe can get a premonition off the coat, but then remembers that Cole had a coat exactly like this one she suspects that Cole is Balthazar. So, I love
1: the homeless man. He is like the sweetest man. He's so full of hope and optimism. Optimism, wait. Optimism. He's so full of optimism. Like he was just the sweetest dude. But I love the fact that Prue was like, yeah, Cole would really pick this dude to look like him (laughs) (laughs) in his human form. He's like, no offense. (laughs) It's like none taken. taken.
0: I know, you're so sweet. Poor guy. Cole is washing up in the bathroom while an increasingly suspicious Phoebe looks around. She finds his briefcase empty and his drawers empty except for a pencil. She pulls the potion out of her bag. Prue, Piper, and Krell come to Cole's apartment. Leo orbs in. He's about to tell Prue and Piper his suspicions when Prue breaks in and says she's convinced Cole is Beltsole. I love this. Piper and Leo have such a marriage moment in here.
1: She's like, what have you been doing, sleeping on the job? And then they talk about how he even healed Cole. He was like, oh, you stay here. We'll go and fix this. She's so bossy. I love it. Well, he needed it because he's being stupid. Yeah, he's like, he what is. am I supposed to do? Phoebe begged me. I didn't know what to do. He's like, <laughs> you stay here. We're going to go and fix this. I love it. But it is mentioned that... Um, Cole is half human. You got a little, little like, ah, revelation. Tell everybody what you think is
0: going on. Yeah. So new theory time (laughs) late in the game, but it makes sense as to, he was trying to kill the sisters, I think to get rid of his human side and be full demon. Okay. That's my theory.
1: Okay. All right. Phoebe thinks Cole is hiding something and has the potion behind her back. Just as she asked Cole who he is, and I love the questions here, and I love Cole. Cole's like, "Why don't you just ask me the question you
0: really want to ask?" Me? I liked when he said that. Yeah,
1: they're they're clearly both talking about the same thing, and she still doesn't. And then it'd be funny if she was like, "Are you married?" And then he goes, "I'm a demon." And then they, yeah, <laughs> and they just blurt out at the same time. She's like, "Oops, that's what
0: you were talking about." And she's like, "Oops." <laughs> You know what? I've done this to people though, because like early on dating certain people, they're like, oh, well, you know, this, that, this. I'm like, are you asking this? Like, why are you asking this? Just tell me. Yeah. Like, this is what a month later. Where are you from? Oh, you never asked. Well, I'm asking
1: now. Dude, come on now. Anybody who asks us where you're from that late in the game, I already know what you're all about. Yep. And I just found that so funny. And Cole was like, I ain't bl- I'm ain't. i not calling your bluff, bitch. You're going to have to say it out loud. I want to hear you say it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Prue and Piper and Krell burst in as Phoebe looks on in horror. Cole recognizes Krell and Phoebe looks at Cole as he shifts right into Belthasar right in front of her eyes. This woman was devastated. And you were ready for it. Oh, I was ready for it. Shift into the guy, into the demon that attacked. Like that, my whole world, man. I mean, like the sky isn't blue. Uh, like I don't exist. This world is nothing. I Like I would go insane.
0: I had to hold Rob's sobbing body at this part in the show. It
1: was so horrible. So uh, Cole turns into Beltazar and pulls anathema on her. Krell tries to blast Belthazor, but Prue, fearing for Phoebe's safety, knocks his hand out of the way. And so Belthazor shimmers away, and Krell thinks Balthazar is only using Phoebe to get at Prue and Piper. He offers to save Phoebe if it's what it takes to kill Belthazor. Krell takes a potion bottle and shimmers after Belthazor. Prue and Piper, however, suspect that he might try
0: to take a run at Phoebe, and they secretly follow him. Phoebe elbows Balthazar in the stomach and throws him over her shoulder. Just as she's about to throw the potion, Balthazar turns back into Cole. Phoebe is still determined to vanquish him, but Cole begs Phoebe to spare him. He confesses his attempts to kill them, but couldn't because his love for Phoebe reawakened his human half. To show Phoebe that he means it, he offers himself to be vanquished, but before Phoebe can do so, Krell shimmers in and blasts Cole to the ground with lightning. Cole and Phoebe retreat into a mausoleum, much like the mausoleum the Angel was hiding out in. Krell prepares to throw the potion, but Phoebe knocks the potion out of his hand and kicks him. They fight, and Phoebe seems to be getting the better of it when Krell shimmers out and shimmers back in behind her. He's about to blast Phoebe when Cole vanquishes him with an energy ball. No! So I'm laughing because I'm so focused on Friends right now that as I'm reading this and naming Phoebe, I'm imagining Lisa Kudrow doing the scene. (laughs)
1: That's funny. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, this was a great sequence, I think. Um, I do love the action in it. Phoebe definitely used a lot of her martial arts in this episode, and I really enjoyed that. But I could do nothing but think about... (laughs) because they shimmer into the cemetery and thank God Phoebe is at least pissed off. And she's like, can we stop shimmering all over the goddamn place? I'm tired. Right. <laughs> and you know, they question each other and he's, you know, belting out all of these truths and, and you know, like, yes, I had a plan and I was assigned to do this, but then I fell in love with you and blah, blah, blah. And it just reminded me, am I a bet? Am I a fucking bet? <laughs> it just reminded me so much of that movie. But I had a question for you, Sean. We see this trope a lot where somebody is attaching themselves to another person for some mission. Something Mm -hmm. that is very selfish to their own accord. And then through spending time with them, their mind changes. I see the good in this person. Or I see that they're somebody that I didn't think so. And then they start to fall in love. Or they want to be friends. And even though the whole thing started out as a lie, do you forgive that? Like, is that... Something to forgive.
0: I think if the love is there, then, yeah, there's forgiveness that can follow.
1: So you're okay with it starting out as a lie and uh, and all of that deceiving. And at first, you did not have good intentions for me. It's only when you got to know me is when, oh, I think you're cool now, so let's date. And I'm supposed to just let it go.
0: See, I... I would be upset, definitely, but it's also a big compliment. Like, I just saw you as a target, but hey, you're actually a person, and you're pretty awesome, and I fell in love with you.
1: Does this say anything about the person committing that sort of deceitfulness, though? It's just like, well, where are your penance? How do you, how do you, how do we get sort of a justification over the method that you use to get to know me? Right. So I don't know. I. I just see this trope a lot, and I always see that these men, it's usually the men who are doing it, are being forgiven way too easily. Like, I don't know if they really go through it to not only earn their trust, but to prove that they really mean what they say, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Cole, he's like, vanquish me. Do it. Just kill me now. And I don't know if he really thought she was going to do it or not, but, I mean, that is a very like definite, like, you know, I'm in love with you kind of thing.
0: But you wonder if that was like a bluffy thing. I did think it was funny when he killed Krell and he's like, see, see, I'm good. See, I killed the man that was trying to kill me anyway. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Two
1: birds with one stone woman. Come on, Phoebe. Think he did this for himself.
0: (laughs) But Phoebe already loves him and trusts him. So I don't think he has to do much to try to convince her. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So then we go to the next scene where Piper and Prue enter the cemetery calling for Phoebe. She only has a little bit of time left. So to save Cole's life, this is what she decides to do to save his life. Phoebe has him drip his blood on his shirt, then throws the potion on the shirt, creating this combustible um, piece off the ground um, with the athame also on the ground, indicating that he has been vanquished. Piper and Prue console Phoebe as they come in to see this, and they believe her right away. She had to do what she had to do. And um, they console Phoebe for vanquishing her lover, unaware of the truth which the guilt-ridden Phoebe keeps to herself. So she does not even say that she saved his life. Um, what do you think about the move Phoebe just did for Cole?
0: I get why she did it. I don't think it's a good decision, though. I think it's going to lead to bad things.
1: Yeah. And um, I'm going to do a little bit of an experiment starting next week. I don't think I've ever done this since watching the show in the past. So I'm going to see how this plays out when I start next week. I won't say anything because it'll technically give it away. But
0: I will start this next week. And I'll, 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 I'll let you know what I'm doing. It's weird because when the exact same thing happened in Buffy, <laughs> it also Whatever. didn't turn out well. <laughs> Whatever. What did he do? Well, no, we'll talk about that off. <laughs> remember, Angel came back from Hell, and she didn't tell anybody, and she hit him in the mausoleum.
1: Well, I remember that, but how bad did it? What I'm saying is, is like what bad happened. That's the thing. He was locked down there; none bad happened. That's sure. Nothing really. Bad yeah, like exactly.
0: So, except for they couldn't have sex anymore, and he moved to L.A. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. What'd you think of episode
0: eight? This was a cool episode. I liked it. Very good. Very good. Was it worth the wait? It was. I do wonder though, like, did they just for funsies like mimic Buffy in this episode? Or are they trying to like make it more like Buffy to make the show more popular?
1: Well, I see the similarities for sure. Yes, Buffy did come first. Should we immediately say, oh, they copied? I wouldn't go there. I want to say that there is a universal rule with monsters and demons and they did create their own mythology with that saying that demons usually go and hide in cemeteries and stuff like that. As far as the ma- mausoleum and all that stuff, I think that's just a very easy way to perform said action scenes without it being so like in the public. Because where else are you going to fight mm-hmm. unless you have witnesses around you, so... I wouldn't say straight up copy for popularity. I just think it's a
0: coincidence. But even with like him being half demon and her hiding oh, it from the well, sisters. Oh, well, I mean,
1: I think there were storylines like that before even Buffy. That's true. So, I mean, I I mean, and again, it it's a trope. It gives them validation, the humanization, you know, it, it's it's letting this unequited unequitted, um you know, forbidden taboo love carry on. It's it's what Fans like apparently you know me I don't like shit like this you I love it You were
0: touching yourself
1: I think Phoebe and Cole is a wonderful couple I was in it trust me I was rooting for them trust me but at the same time it's been done it's been done it's been done and you know I don't wish Phoebe to have to kill her man For the greater good, like that's fucked up, but we want to see the impossible happen. That's apparently how romance is defined, is when you literally go against every rule in the book for the person you love. So it's whatever. (laughs) But yeah, definitely some similarities. I will give you that for sure. All right, so I have some charm notes for you on this episode. In this episode, we learned that evil often congregates in cemeteries. Yeah, as I said before, (laughs) it's more difficult to track demons there, and it has thus turned into a good hiding place for evil beings. So that is why I said what I said. Okay, this is the third time that the Charm Ones, in in this case uh, Prue and Piper, work with a demon or a warlock. It
0: happened before in, do you remember? When they worked with a demon or a warlock? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs>
1: of course. <laughs> Both times was in uh, season one. Was it? No, I'm sorry. One was in season one. One was in season two. I love it. This is just like high school. You learn what you need to learn to pass the quiz, yep. and then you just forget about it because you don't use it in everyday life. I don't remember. So in first season, um, it was when bad warlocks go good. It was the three warlock brothers. One of them tried to turn
0: oh yeah, the
1: brother into so they had to work with the brothers in order to like And find. I wanted more out of that. Exactly. And then the second one was Apocalypse Knot with the four horsemen. They had to work together to get mm. Prue and See, I blocked that episode from my head. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, This is the first time Piper froze a being and then only unfroze his head. You can pretty much guarantee that's going to happen again.
0: Yeah, that's a fun thing. (laughs) I can see that happening.
1: (laughs) Oh, and this is the thing that I was like getting all excited about before we started recording. This episode reunites Holly Marie Combs with Keith Diamond. So Diamond was the uh, DA. Mm Mm-hmm. They were on 1992's film Dr Giggles.
0: Oh shit.
1: Yeah, I think he played a cop in that movie too. I don't know that I've ever seen it all the way. Really? Well yeah, so Piper's the lead. She's the she's the woman with the bad ticker.
0: I remember like my parents used to rent it, but I don't think I was watching horror films yet.
1: I own it. We can watch it anytime you're okay, ready. Girl. I love okay. that movie. Okay. Yes. Holly Marie Combs' very first movie ever was Dr. Giggles, a horror movie, because you gotta pay your dues, and she killed it. I liked her in this movie. So, uh, yeah, so they were in that movie together. From this moment on, Prue is never fully able to trust Cole ever again, which is immediately ironic considering Prue felt both Phoebe and Cole's love for each other during the primrose empath episode Mm -hmm. and convince phoebe to go after cole leading them two to sleep together so this is technically prue's fault because they (laughs) took the next step in their relationship based on what she said (laughs) that's very true (laughs) um and the title is a reference to the title of the movie sleeping with the enemy from 1991 starring julia roberts and patrick burgeon have you seen that nope it's a fucked up um thriller You're oh, fucked up thriller it's really good though Sean and like the the shining theme is in it really yeah Ooh. but I heard that song in Sleeping with the enemy before shining okay. I was like they copy Sleeping with the enemy <laughs> I was like nope it's the other way around <laughs> um it's about a dangerous and controlling husband is what um sleep with the enemy is about all right that is our episode it's time to move on to our hot man meter of the week It's raining all right we have four contestants today four chances for a hot man meter to get altered this week sean's already shaking his head nope 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 there none of them. My... well we are gonna go through them anyway because charmies remember you guys are supposed to keep up with your lists so Again, if you are new to our show, what we do as gay men is we objectify other men. And we (laughs) analyze every single, well, not every single, but every dude who most likely has a speaking role. uh, And we decide if they're hot. And if so, they make our top ten list that at the end of the season, we will have only ten men of the hottest dudes of each season. So, Sean, our demon of the week, Krell... It's played by Scott MacDonald. Does he make your top 10? So, look, I got to say this. The height, yes. He looks super husky, burly ish. Like, I'm sure you can lay it down. Yes. But does he make the list? He does not. He does not make the list for me either. And he again, decent looking, he though. was. And again, like I said, I bet you he can lay it down. <laughs> you loved how dramatic he was too.
0: Yeah, he was such a <laughs> cheesy actor. I he was love so it. overdramatic. I love it. You, <laughs> you idiot. You idiot. <laughs> how dare you? You sound like Ren and Stimpy.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, he doesn't make my list either. Um, just not as hot as my number 10. Uh, how about Mr. Reese Davidson, RDA, played by Keith Diamond? Oh, I forgot about him. Hmm. Got a little bald head going on, even though he was super rude. He was rude. Yeah.
0: You know what? I'm going to put him on my list. Really? Yeah. Okay. Where is he going to go on your list today? He's going to go as number 10. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep him. <laughs> but he just makes it. Yep. Okay, so that means you
1: exchanged one black guy from the other. Only one for you, huh, Sean? You yep. can only have
0: one. I just need my one token one. Oh, Lord. Okay, Shut well, up. the paramedic goes bye-bye. This is why people hate me. You make <laughs> me look bad. <laughs>
1: and at number 10 is Reese Davidson. Hey, if he's cuter than paramedic, he's cuter than paramedic. But he's not as cute as Vinceras. No. You don't even know who Vinceras is. Nope. <laughs> vinceris is the demon from the empath episode oh yeah i knew the alive. name was familiar <laughs> jesus all right did you get a good look at the pastor who was given the um speech at the funeral <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> i knew you were paying attention another black guy you missed Aww. oh my god yeah
0: hey I, I you're the one doing this i'm just calling like i see it he does not make my list rob i'm sorry Okay, well, he's not making mine either, so. Oh, you jerk. (laughs) Then we have
1: the homeless man, the very sweet, innocent homeless man, played by, oh, I love his name. His name is Mike Rad, R-A-D. That's a good name. I know, I love that name. Does the homeless man make your
0: list? He was so sweet, but no, he doesn't.
1: Yeah, he doesn't make my list either. Uh, so, okay, well, it looks like one person made it on one of our lists, so you have Reese Davidson as your number 10, and at number one, you still have the assistant, <laughs> to, the assistant demon number one. Yes. Uh, Cole is still the hottest guy I have seen on this season so far, and number 10 is said assistant demon number one.
0: I do have to, I forgot about this. When they, when Phoebe and Cole appear in the graveyard, he looked damn good. I swear they put eyeliner and lipstick on him. He looked all young and all like... Well,
1: because he had that turtleneck on, right? That's true. And I think it just highlighted his face even more. He did okay. look good in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so that does it for our hot man meter. We've talked about our men, but now it's time to pick an MVP sister.
0: Where's all my soul sisters? Let me hear your flow, sisters.
1: We look through this episode and pick the sister that stood out more, who like took charge, who probably looked the best, had the best outfits, whatever. Who is our MVP this week, Sean?
0: I told you this was going to happen, and it's happening. This was Phoebe's episode. This is Phoebe's episode.
1: <laughs> Even though she was stupid not to understand what was happening in front of her face, she still comes through. She still comes through. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, she was torn all all around, like her emotions, everything. She had to do all the above, and even though she didn't get to use her powers this week, that's but, true. Yeah, uh, no, but she did a very good job with her acting. I gotta say, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, so that's gonna do it for our episode, Charmies. Let's see if Sean can guess what's going on next week. <laughs> um, next week. Uncharmed is Coyote Piper.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm guessing it's a plan code. Coyote ugly. And that's girls getting down with their bad selves. So I'm going to say Piper is going to have a spell put on her where she becomes like the opposite of Piper. She becomes a naughty girl.
1: (laughs) you'd know that's very good she's
0: gonna dance with xander in front of willow oh oh (laughs) no
1: um no you no that's pretty good analysis for sure um not exact but it's not expected for you to get it exactly right but no pretty much (laughs) this is gonna be a very lighter episode lots of laughs (laughs) and very piper centric oh god i love it so this one's gonna be a fun one i think you'll like all right that is going to do it thank you everyone for listening to our episode you can always uh, follow us on Twitter. We are at BWTH Podcasts. We are also on Instagram under Brunch with the Hollowells. Uh, you can uh, subscribe and make sure to uh, leave us any wonderful thoughts and opinions about our show especially on itunes give us that five star review so more people who search for a charmed uh, podcast will find us first before the other ones (laughs) but we love your reviews and your um input share any thoughts you had on this episode or any other episode in the past with us we love reading your thoughts and you know me i love communicating and going back and forth with all of you so um yeah feel free to chat us up anytime. Sean say
0: goodbye to everyone goodbye to everyone